0: First time long time, First time, long time, First time, long time, first time, long time, fresh time, long time, first 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 time, long time.
1: Hey there, sports fans first time long time. I'm Tommy Fitzgerald, he's Richie Barone. Richie, how are ya?
0: Uh, not bad, a little full. Just had a big meal, but, you know, uh, hanging in there. Been been eating more to cure the boredom because there's no mech games on right now. We do have the All-Star Game right now. It's on as we speak, as we're taping this. Uh, it's an honor and a privilege for these players to be able to go out to San Diego and, uh, you know, play in front of those fans. Uh, you know, All-Star Games are a special thing. It's what I tell the kids that I watch every week that play Little League. I say, hey, listen, if you make the All-Star Game, you take it very seriously. And, uh, no, None of the kids that play are my kids, but I like to go down to the park and watch because I'm that big a baseball fan. So, you know, don't judge me. Uh, But, you know, like I said, the all-star game for the MLB, good time to sit back, unwind, think about the first half of the season. The only thing that's bothering me about the entire event right now is that Smash Mouth isn't playing all-star. Okay, huge hit in the 90s, Uh, probably the best song, the best generic song about sports there ever is. The, uh, the lead singer looks like that Guy Fieri guy in the cooking channel that always goes to all those crazy diners. And, uh, you know, I don't get it. They had Fallout Boy on there yesterday. I don't even know what that is. But uh, thankfully, it was on mute in the bar, so I didn't have to deal with it. But in a perfect world, I'd have Smash Mouth, All-Star every year, uh, you know, every All-Star game forever and ever, amen. Um, and for the Mets, this is a good time for them to rest Get a little R&R, maybe hit the Buffalo Wild Wings in Westbury. You know, just just let it flow for a little while because it's going to be a long second half. They're pretty much in the same spot they were last year at this time when they had John Mayberry Jr. batting fourth. Uh, so I don't know what that means for the second half this year because we've got supposedly good players, and they're not doing nothing. So uh, we'll see what happens. What do you think, Tommy?
1: I tell you, Richie, a smash mouth and the Jim Blossoms talk together. I'd basically just... Give them my checkbook. I'd throw my checkbook in their general direction and say, name me a price because I am coming to that show. Walking on the sun, this guy is every single day, I tell you what. But uh, like you said, good chance for the Metropolitans to get some relaxation, maybe hit a nice beach like you yourself do in the Dominican Republic, have some delicious cervezas. And as we mentioned cervezas, are we maintaining the same boss spots this week, Richie? Uh,
0: as it is at most places, our time at the uh, Pickle Tickle was short. The owner told me, uh, I showed up there the other day, and the owner, Jerry, uh, told me that they burned it down for insurance money. Uh, there was just a big pile of fire in the uh, parking lot there, and I was freaked out for a minute, but I was I was more sad because it was Thursday. It was that game Wilma Flores came off the bench and pounded one before the Mets, you know, uh, got their rear end spanked for the rest of the weekend. So I was really looking forward to watching that one. Um, you know, it's a, it's a blessing and a curse because uh, – yeah, I didn't get to watch the game that night, but the, uh, the pickle-tickler wasn't my scene. A lot of Yankee fans there. I mean, you know, a bunch of morons. Uh, I got to a big freaking argument last week. I brought up Ray O'Donoghue being a better defender than Derek Jeter. I mean, sorry, not sorry, okay? I know Ray Ray uh, treated the baseball like it was a grenade when he was at bat, but in the field, that guy was a little Caribbean wizard, all right? Anyway, uh, <laughs> enough of that. I love Ray O'Donoghue. Rest in peace. I'm getting away from myself. The Tickler is a big pile of Ashes, Dust, and Gallagher's 2000 Strip Club coupons, so it's time to move on. This week, Tommy, where are we headed?
1: Richie, I tell you, we're headed to the Thirsty Cobbler, an old-timey bar, only accessible from a false storefront out there in Patchogue. I guess they're trying the uh, New York thing of cool, quote-unquote bar, where it's got the no sign, and you gotta figure out what it actually is, but... You know, so far I think people have had trouble finding it because it is in Manhattan. So they came to us and asked them to do, the, uh, do a live read for them. So here we are. Essentially, they'll make you a fancy cocktail with a heaping helping of bourbon. And the only beer they carry on tap is uh, the beers that the monks make upstate, the Trappist beer. Pretty expensive night out, not a typical hunt. But I've met some fancy politicians there and some nice-looking divorcees from the North Shore who are looking for a friend. So there we go, the Thirsty Cobbler.
0: Definitely the ritziest bar we've been to, uh, definitely the ritziest one we've been sponsored by. Um, If I can give you a word of advice, if you're going to meet up with me and Tommy for a game, go out to uh, TJ Maxx, get yourself a college shirt, and, uh, you know, we'll see you there. 100% 100%,
1: kid, and uh, what do we got for the upcoming schedule?
0: Yeah, the upcoming schedule, I mean, you know, all-star game tonight, nothing tomorrow, nothing Thursday. And then we dive right into Friday with uh, Jason DeGrom against Jeremy Hellickson of the Phillies. All right. Uh, Jason DeGrom starts off the second half of the season against those idiots in Philadelphia who are so uncreative that they name themselves the same name as the city they're from. That's like if we were the New York, New Yorkies. It's embarrassing. Uh, You know, when Trump is president, hopefully he gets rid of Philly altogether. I'd vote for him in a heartbeat if he did that for sure. Uh, But I diverge. As I was saying, the Gram starts us off, and we need him to pitch well more than I need the LIRR to start selling Bud Heavies on the train again. Uh, Harvey's shoulder's broken, so he's out. Thor's got a tired arm, which normally, between the hair and the tired arm, I'd make fun of him, because, uh, you know, he looks like a bit of a Mary, but he's a big boy, so I'm going to keep my thoughts to myself on that one, and the uh, the kid, Stephen Matt's hanging in there, but you can tell... But the bone spur, it's uh—it's bother him. He's got the look on his face a lot of times like someone just burped sour milk uh, into that mug. And that's the face of someone that's hurt. Trust me, I know.
1: I tell you, Richie, as I used to tell the small kid in gym class when he was picked last, the cheese stands alone. In this case, the only healthy slice of Gouda we have left is the kid, the Grom, like you mentioned And Richie, I get worried. You know, we, we have the same problems every year. Who's our training staff? You know, uh, Dr. Nick Riviera from the Simpsons. I mean, you know, I'm concerned one of these guys is going to come down with shingles or a case of the whooping cough. You know, next thing we know, Bartolo Colon's going to have polio, and we're going to have to get him to the uh, Oregon Trail. What's going on?
0: You know, it wouldn't surprise me. Bartolo, uh, his rookie year is actually the year they got rid of polio, I'm pretty sure. Uh, so, you know, you, you never know what happens. <laughs> it's, it's pretty wild out there. The Mets, never a very healthy team. Shout out to the training staff. You do an awful job every year. And that moves us on to Saturday. Bartolo Colon. I hate to do this because I would take a bullet from a Nerf gun for this guy. But Bartolo's stuff does not look appealing in that Little League stadium they have in Philly there. Lots of fly balls. The other side of that coin is that the Phillies suck. I could probably pitch five strong against those spaghetti-armed candy stripers. Plus, the park is small, so there's no guarantee that Bart doesn't pick up the stick himself and jack one uh, over there and hit somebody in the face who's waiting for crab fries. So you never know. I mean, I'm gonna put it—I'm gonna mark it down as a toss-up right now, but I'm a little worried about it.
1: I hear you, kid. You know, like you said, he's—he uh, he throws the one pitch, the fastball. So you know, always a risk in that band box in Philadelphia, and. I just don't get these Philly fans, Richie. One time I went to a mets Phillies game. I'm wearing a Met hat. I'm draining the lizard. Some guy comes right up next to me, sidles up next to me, and he says, hey, Chief, I'd like to see you wear that hat to an Eagles game. I'm like, hey, bud, do you know this is a baseball game? Why would I wear a Met hat to an Eagle game? Would I wear an Islanders hat to a 76ers game? What a bunch of idiots.
0: I mean, that's why I said. They should just pick up the entire state. You get like a, like a dump truck or something. You put the entire state in a dump truck. You just pour it into the ocean. You know, you got you got no room. The state of Philadelphia is just a total waste. And uh hopefully, like I said, when Trump's president, we could just get rid get rid of it immediately.
1: I hear you. That state. I uh, go away, Philadelphia. If they could separate them and, and them in Pittsburgh, I'd be happy. I like the, the fine folks at Pittsburgh, especially yeah. the Primanti brothers. But Philadelphia, go away. Go fly a kite.
0: Yeah, Pittsburgh's not a bad state. It produced Neil Walker. Uh anyway, moving on to the to the next day, we have the Mets and the Phillies, and this is where it gets a little scary. Usually, we can tell you who's going to be pitching that day. We cannot tell you who's going to be pitching that day. It is TBD versus the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, who's making the start? I haven't heard of a single pitcher we have in Triple A, which gets me real upset. Uh, you know, this is a time where we could really use Nelson Figueroa again. Too bad he's in the booth uh, or in the studio, rather. I mean, maybe we go we give Logan Verdin a try, but he's already on a short leash for me. After having the name Logan, uh, you know, and to honestly, he's a bit of a wild card. Logan Verrett's like the guy in your office who uh, he seems like a good family man. Then at the Christmas party, he passes out in the parking lot of the VFW and doesn't know his address. And you try to get him a cab. It's like, you know, a total wild card. It's like, hey, buddy, are, are you cool or, you know, are you a party animal? Well, you know, which which one is it?
1: Yeah, and I tell you, Richie, it's that name. He's got the name of a soap opera guy or the fourth member of Blink-182. So I'll cut him a little slack. He's had to grow up with the name Logan varett And, uh, you know, I'd, I'd be remiss not to mention our boy Nelson Figueroa. Guy's got a great head of hair. He's no, Adam, uh, no Gary Apple on the mic, but he's got a great head of hair. Good analysis over there on the SNY. But I think it'll be our guy, Logan. He'd be considered a uh, hot pitching prospect for many other teams. But, you know, the Metropolitan's, we got some pitching. So he's considered, uh, it's kind of an afterthought, but I appreciate the stylings of soap opera star Logan Verrett.
0: Yeah, we're a little spoiled in that way. So let's just assume that Logan Verrett is making that start. And then we jump on an airplane, head over to Chicago, and uh, we play the Cubs again. And you know what? All I have to say is, hey, Cubs, I hope you guys are wearing your cup because we're going to kick you right in the shtagol one more time this season, all right? I don't even care who pitches, okay? I'm not even going to guess. I don't think it's going to be Thor. I don't know who it's going to be. I don't really care because after last series, Terry could throw Sean Gilmartin out there with an infinity pitch count, and I'd feel great. Okay? We smacked you guys all over the yard. Uh, Plus, also, I've been to Pizza I Cubs. Deep dish pizza, it's garbage. The Pizzeria Uno around the block from me, deep dish pizza, I was I was on the bowl for, for two to three hours. Garbage pizza, New York, greater than sign, Chicago.
1: Yeah, 100%, kid. That's Chicago pizza. It's basically a tomato pie. You know, if I wanted tomato pie, I'd uh, ask my grandmother to make a pie because she makes a heck of a pie no matter what I had. But I tell you, the Cubs can be in first place in the National League. They can be in first place in any league but the rent is still due on the first of the month because we own this team, and holy hell, we are going to win the pennant again. They can sew Mark Pryor's arm back on, and I still wouldn't be worried, Richie. Still wouldn't be worried.
0: Yeah, no, there's there's really no reason to. Uh, you know. And that takes us to the end of the week there. We, uh, we'll see how the Philly series goes. We're going to dive into a series with the Cubs, which we will be talking about, obviously, next week when the next episode of our wonderful show comes out. And uh, that takes us into storylines this week. What do we got?
1: So I tell you, Richie, our first storyline is Matt Harvey, done forever. I tell you, not done forever, Richie. I think there's a little bit of drama. I have faith. The guy pitched his balls off last season. And while it isn't ideal, I think we're suffering from a little bit of the recency bias, especially out of myself. This is like when I watched season two of The Wire and I saw this Ziggy Sabaka guy. I said, what is this show? Where's my friends? Why is Jimmy McNulty on a boat? They rebounded a major way. I think the big dog Harvey will eventually get healthy. And uh, if we're being honest, maybe the contract year stuff, you know, maybe he'll get his act back together.
0: Yeah, you know, I haven't had HBO since, uh, you know, they were making new episodes of Taxicab Confessions. So I'm a little lost here. But I hope you're right, kid. It'd be very sad to see him go. I would hate to get rid of all this Batman stuff I bought. I know how he feels, though. Shoulder injuries are tough. I separated my Memorial Day weekend. I was uh, playing a drunk round of Marco Polo with my boy Davis in the ball pit at McDonald's, and, uh, you know, it, it got pretty wild. So, you know, uh, shout-out to Matt Harvey. I feel ya. I've been there, kid. It's, it's not easy recovering from a shoulder injury. Um, you know, a lot of pitchers don't come back from this, though, so that's what I'm worried about. I'm praying to St. Anthony in hopes that he finds your health again and that you'll be back next season for uh, hopefully another World Series run. So uh, God bless, Maddie.
1: Storyline, We'd be remiss not to mention Bartolo Colon is an all-star. What a time to be alive. The San Diego chicken better have his head on a swivel. Our man Bartolo might scoff his ass down with a industrial-sized pair of fork and, and knife. Uh, quite frankly, I'm thrilled for the big man. He's like an 82 Civic or a Chevy, a nice American-made car that keeps chugging along. You keep thinking it's going to be done, but he still keeps doing things. What do you think about this, Richie? Oh
0: yeah, it it smells like cigarettes and pee, but you know it still gets you from uh, destination A to B. That's what I always say about my uh, my Honda Civic. <laughs> uh, you know, I am. I think first first and foremost, let's call a spade a spade. We predicted this last week. We were saying that Bartolo Colon should be in the All Star team. We were both skeptical that they wouldn't send him out because of the whole two seats on the plane thing. I think they got they got past that. You know, they got him his seats. They got him out there. They let, the, they, uh, you know, they let Big Bart eat one more time, you know, because you said he's going to retire next year. So you got to get the guy in one more all-star game at least to let him shine, let the people see what he's got, take him to the place where he hit his first home run, first of at least three, because I think he's going to hit two in the second half of the season. Um, you know, like you said, I'm, I'm thrilled for the guy. It's insane, uh, you know. I The thing is about this move, and I'm getting a little emotional talking about this, is that Bartolo Colon 44 years old, and I am 52 years old. And what he's showing me is that age is just a number. And with that, I'd like to make the announcement that I've signed up for Eduardo Alfonso's Mets Fantasy Camp next year because I'm bringing it. I've, been, I've been, I did like 12 sit-ups today. That's step one. I'm going to go down there. I'm going to shag some flies. I'm going, to, I'm going to smack the ball around. And you know what? I think I'm going for it. I might be a part of this team next year. And it'll be all thanks to Bartolo Cologne. So congratulations to Bartolo. Edgardo, watch out. I'm coming for you soon. Um, all great things in, uh, for Team Bartolo.
1: I tell you, I'm so excited for you, Richie. You deserve every minute. I know you haven't got an airplane to go anywhere besides the Dominican Republic. So you're going to be down there in Port St. Lucie. I'm I
0: actually you're, driving.
1: Just oh, to, drive yeah. a Long, long drive.
0: Yeah, no, I don't. I don't do the plane unless it's DR because there's no bridge to DR. They told me, so, but I'll drive to Port St. Lucie. But thank right. you for your thoughts.
1: Hey, hey, hey! I hear, you, kid. And one of the, uh, I'd be remiss not to bring this up. One of the earliest All Star Game memories I have is when Bob Costas was doing the game way back in the day. They they stood him up on one of those boxes so he could make the camera, and he said, uh, "Cologne." giving them a whiff of cologne and i and i really appreciate that so uh let's hope for a couple more whiffs of cologne tonight huh
0: that's hilarious i once uh peed next to bob costas at a rest stop in new jersey that's another fun fact that has nothing to do with anything but (laughs) a shout out to bartolo what's our next story for the week
1: yeah, so, uh, Richie, this is interesting. On the uh, the Twitter machine, the social media, which your uh, your cousin Gene usually handles for us, apparently, this is allegedly, you know, I'm not a social media guy. Uh, I'm a universe guy, if you catch my drift. But uh, Thor says the Mets are a second-half team. What do you think about that?
0: Yeah, he said this on the Twitter, and, you know, Christ on a Carnival cruise ship. Do I hope he's right? I mean, this team is a, it's a carbon copy of last year so far. And uh, we need some help. I don't know how many more times I could parade myself down to Queens, drink eight millilights in the parking lot to cut costs inside the stadium, grab a bacon on a stick for 12 bucks, and see this team hit like they're using tennis rackets out there. I mean, you know, it's getting really tough. So, uh, you know, shout-out to Thor. Gene tells me he's a real riot on the social media. Um, You know, I wouldn't know. But, uh, you know, I hope he's right. I hope we're a second-half team because last year was pretty magical until those uh, Kansas City barbecue-eating obese jerks took us down to Chinatown.
1: 100% kid. And a lot of people are saying that last year is not repeatable, that statistically it's impossible. Well, I'll tell you, I failed statistics and whatever Thor tells me works for me. So Thor is a genius in my eyes. I think they can do some very good things and I'm, I'm optimistic. There's no UNS assessment out there on the market, but I think Sandy Alderson will, will make a trade and then, very casually, in uh, great detail, while not really telling us anything at all, as Sandy does, explain why they made the deal. And, uh, you know, finally, what happened to the the rumors? I mean, we brought Reyes in, and we were talking about bringing in this uh, Gayeski kid from Cuba. What what happened to these rumors?
0: Yeah, this guy, Yuli Gayeski, everyone's freaking out. A couple of weeks ago, they're saying, we're going to bring in Reyes, and we're going to bring in Gayeski and we're going to win the World Series. It was just a three-step plan we had there. And, uh, I don't know. Did he, did he die? Did he go back to Cuba? I mean, I really wanted that guy. And now I don't, I don't hear a peep about him. So, you know, spend the money. All right. Spend the money, Terry, get off your ass, take a couple bills out of your wallet, give him to Sandy, you guys get together, get him in there. All right. Uh, you know, whatever he wants, really, even if it's not money, a PlayStation, a box of cigars, tickets to Hamilton, whatever he needs, just get it done. Uh, you know. Don't don't let this guy be the Spanish version of Dan Murphy, the one who gets away, because if I see him wind up in the Nationals and he's pumping home runs over the wall, I'm going to blow a gasket.
1: 100%, kid. I, I agree with you completely, except for the one thing, the Hamilton tickets, the Newsday. I was reading the Newsday in the part two, giving me the real entertainment that I need to know, the the shows for the low Shore, and uh, they said this Hamilton thing is bigger than Cats on Broadway in its prime, so... Don't know if I want to go throwing that around uh, might be tough. I can score our boy from Cuba two tickets to see my old pal Mike the magician opening in Westbury. I heard they got Artie Lang coming in and Mike the magician's going to open, so if he wants to go see that I can maybe uh, I can maybe pull some strings. I know a couple people
0: I mean that 's pretty much just as good uh, yeah. Mike the magician hamilton it's it's really uh, it 's really tomato tomato so but you know the point remains anything he needs, we need to get it done. If it's a summer pass to the, the Jones Beach Concert Series, you can see every single one. I don't care. The point is we need to get this guy, uh, Juleski Goral, we need to get him over here. And we got to get him in a Mets uniform and get him on the field because, uh, you know, if they don't win the World Series this year, your boy going to be very, very sad.
1: 100% kid. And we head to our next segment, as always, giving out four awards uh, for the New York Metropolitans. And Richie, What's our first award tonight?
0: Uh, The first award of the night is the uh, That's a Slap in the Face Award, and it goes to Jason DeGrom for turning down a trip to the All-Star Game. Oh, like, all right, Jason, you're a real big shot there. You know, you go back down to Florida, you're just, you know, hanging out with your family, going to Costco, going to dinners at Chili's. Like, you know, you're a big shot. You got offered to go to a prestigious All-Star Game. How am I supposed to talk to those kids that I'm not the father of down at the schoolyard about how important the All-Star game is when you're just poo-pooing it and brushing it off? You should really think about it. Maybe a few less Geico commercials. Maybe, you know, you wouldn't be as tired and you could go out to the All-Star game. So I'm a little disappointed in Jason DeGrom, although I'll get over it by Friday because I need you to pitch well uh, for my mental health.
1: I tell you, I agree. Walter Johnson must be turning over in his grave, turning down a chance to go to the All-Star game. At least he's not Mr. Mom, Mark Teixeira, missing, uh, missing baseball games to see the birth of his son. I mean, uh, I guess I guess DeGrom missed one, but he didn't miss a start. So I, I guess tomato, tomato. Uh, I guess the one thing we could say about DeGrom is he's going to go to so many more. I mean, he's going to go to at least 10 or 12 more All-Star games, and he's got a great head of hair. So I can't, I can't hate on him. So, as much as I'd like to see him, pitch to, points. I like to see him uh, pitch tonight. I'll be okay with it. And uh, what do you what do you got for our second award?
0: Yeah, the second award I got this week is the Bernard Gilkey. He's probably never going to do that again. Award, and it goes to Neil Walker because after hitting uh, nine dongs in April, this guy's only got six ever since. And uh, glad we got rid of Murph Sandy. All right, thanks for trading him away. We did, we definitely didn't need him for this season, huh? Jeez. I mean, I, you know, I liked Neil Walker at first. I, I looked past the weird haircut, but it's starting to get it's starting to get pretty bad out there.
1: Yeah, I hear you. And as, as you say that, that kind of ties in with the third award this week, the Why Did I Break Up With You Award to Daniel Murphy and Richie. Having Murphy was like having that girlfriend that every time you went out to dinner with your friends, she'd spill her drink all over the table, and everyone would be like, this is the third date in a row this happened. Why? Why does this keep happening? Why do you keep knocking over drinks? You're, you're not even drunk. It's, it's strange and always leaving her purse and cabs and always a total fire drill the next morning. Now a, world, now a year later, she's a world-class yoga teacher in the best shape of her life. All of a sudden, she's uh, taking the Rosetta Stone to, to speak Spanish. You see her at the bar. She won't even have a conversation with you. That's how the Mets got to feel about Daniel Murphy. I mean, you want to talk about somebody overhauling their life or their game in a single year, that's what the Murph man's done.
0: That was a beautiful comparison. It's like that movie, the She's All That. You know, he went from just this this chick with glasses on to some, some absolute bombshell, and, uh, you know, we're missing out on it. So, uh, I mean, I hate him, but it's our fault. We, we let the best thing uh, we ever had slip away. What's the next award you got for us?
1: Yeah, Richie, we'll finish up this week with the Let Me Thank My Agent Award to Noah God, a.k.a. Thaw. First it was head and shoulders, now the muscle milk. Now he's doing the Airbnb thing where Will Myers is allegedly renting his apartment to Noah over the All-Star break. I mean, all I can think about with this thing is if you're a guy hitting on a nice-looking woman in San Diego and you see Noah and Will Myers walk in, you better cut your losses because you're not getting lucky with those two big hosses walking into the bar. I mean, I'm straight as an arrow, but that's not exactly like Bob Hamlin or uh, some other jabroni walking into the bar. That's two tall glasses of water. You got no chance there.
0: Oh, you bet. I mean, if I'm Noah Sending God's agent, I mean, I'm just... I'm just having steak dinners every night. It's unbelievable, uh, you know. And maybe if he gets big enough, he can get one of those Geico commercials where he pitches in an empty stadium, uh, like our boy Jason Degrom. So you know, the sky's the limit. I think there's uh, plenty more for thought to do. But congratulations on all of the endorsements so far, and the very natural tweets that accompany the endorsements. Uh, Gene has told me that you can't even tell the difference. Doesn't even look like an ad.
1: Yeah, I hear that's uh, that's something called branded content. That's like a new a new thing. What happened to just putting an advertisement on the back of the penny saver? I mean
0: Seriously, the newspaper is how do you get it done. I don't I don't need to hear anything about branded content.
1: Yeah, you're me about uh, talking about impressions. What about a first impression man to man? That's the only sales I'm looking for.
0: Yeah, I mean, what next? What are you going to have, a camera that could fly around or something? (laughs) Like, you know, (laughs) like one of those robot drones? I mean, you know, it's going to be crazy. Screw that.
1: 100% kid. And as we head to our D block, our final block of the day, D block, that's a little peek behind the curtain. That's what we say in the business over here, or so I have heard. And, uh, you know, this, this week we're going with our overrated. We've done some different things, overrated. Realistic trade proposals, and we're going with overrated here, and, and Richie, I'm going to be honest here. when we talk about Joe Madden, people talk about Joe Madden like he's Bill Parcells, you know, that he's this great coach. I know great coaching when I see it. you know, Bill Parcells, Bill Cower. I mean, basically, if your name is Bill, you're a pretty damn good coach. But yeah this, this Joe Madden guy, you know, he looks like a, a bootleg version of, of Matthew Lesko.
0: Who is Matthew Lesko again? That name sounds familiar.
1: Matthew Lesko. He's the guy in the infomercials with the question mark suit. He used to say, free money. You know, that's what he looks like. Oh
0: my God. You you know, when you're right, you're right, Tommy. He does look like that. I always thought also, if you want to go on looks here, he kind of looks like that that Coca-Cola polar bear if you shaved his entire body except for his face. Uh, he's just a freak. I hate him. And you know what? He brings in all this stuff. Like, whatever happened to just taking in practice, Joe? All right? You're going to bring in a magician and a DJ. You're bringing in an orangutan. Yeah, you're going to be real happy about bringing in an orangutan when it rips off Chris Bryant's face in front of the whole team. Okay? Then you're not going to look like such a smart manager. All right? I mean, listen. He's pretty much like Joe Tory right now. He can manage his team. Joe Tory from, you know, and... I have a little bias here because I am not a Yankee fan, as you well know. Uh, from about '96 to 2003 or so, that guy was taking a nap in the dugout. They woke him up just to just to give him a little champagne and present him with his ring. You know, I, I don't think he was that good of a manager. And this is the same thing with Joe Madden. He's basically a party planner. He's just bringing in magicians and and zebras and all sorts of garbage. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have to agree. Joe Madden severely overrated. Um, I mean, he, he's nothing special. And, uh, I think the bullpen is going to be the demise of that team. I don't care how many magicians you bring in.
1: I agree. And I, I don't understand it. I don't understand everyone saying this guy, this guy took the easy way out. He was really challenging himself in Tampa Bay with the low, the low salary cap, really doing a, a relatively nice job there. Now all of a sudden he goes to the Cubs. It's like you're playing at the poker table with the largest stack of chips. Who are you? I don't care if you wear you wear fancy glasses or you do these road trips where everyone wears weird suits. Go away, Joe Madden. you damn hipster.
0: Yeah, you're real strange. I don't care for you at all. Uh, and on that note, we're wrapping things up here. This was a very lively, fun week, a first time, long time. As always, if you want to reach us, uh, per my social media manager, Gene, uh, you can get us on Facebook at First Time Long Time on the Twitter at MetsFTLT. We actually got a message from the great Jerry Blevins today. Shout out to Jerry. Uh, or you can send us an email at First Time Long Time pod at gmail.com. Uh, we will have our Friday rankings for you also. For those who missed the Friday rankings last week, no big deal. Nothing happened. Uh, you know, I was in the hospital, had a little bit had a little bit too much to drink, and, uh, you know, I ignored the uh, expiration date on the eggs. So, <laughs> you know, we weren't really able to get it done, but this week, no problem. It's going to be top five scrappiest Mets of all time, so get the list ready in your head, and we'll see you then.
1: Yeah, hey, fellas, this is Chris from New Hyde Park, first time, long time. Hi,
0: this is Bob from Greenpoint. First time, long time yeah. Hey guys, this is Audi Bevelacqua from Hapog, first time long time.